Hello and welcome to Vernacular Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Sally. And today we are going to talk about how to be more human in the holidays. That's right. How to humanize your holidays. Yeah. And this could be the first of several episodes about how to be more human. Ooh, teaser? Maybe. Teaser. If we can think of other ideas. Right. Or at least it'll be a one-off episode where we give you five ways, a challenge, five challenges, and we're going to take this as a challenge for ourselves as well, how to be more human in the holidays. Right. And I have a disclaimer. Sally just hinted at it. This is a challenge for ourselves as well. So we are not sermonizing on this episode about how to do the holidays like we do the holidays. Yeah. No, we actually, we want to make some changes this season. Right. We do the holidays wrong. We, all, we often <laughs> do the holidays wrong. I think, seriously, though, everyone can improve the way they observe exactly. holidays and yeah. spend time together over holidays. And here are some here are some ways that we're going to try to do it this year. Hopefully, you'll join us. So, Sally, how to humanize your holidays. What is the first of our five recommendations here? Yeah. Five so the first thing. Self-challenges. The first thing is to be more hospitable. Okay. And that we're not going to prescribe exactly what that means because that could mean whatever it want you want it to mean for yourself, whatever right. works best for your family. But basically just have more people over to your house in some way. You could throw a big Christmas party. You could have people over for a brunch. You could have people over for snacks, for games, for a movie night, for dinner. Our goal is each week of Advent to have a different family or a couple or even a single person, whatever, whoever our friends are, over to our house for dinner. Right. And it's going to be a simple meal and we're not going to stress about it. And it's going to be about getting together with people. And like Sally said, our goal is once a week, which maybe to, to some of you socialites out there doesn't sound like yeah. much at all. <laughs> uh, we are anticipating some busyness with baby number three arriving in the next two weeks or so. Yeah. And we we hope that we can tackle a week, a once a week commitment, having someone over for a meal. But that might be too much for you. That might be not enough. So really just... Yeah, just do it more. Do do whatever you can and yeah. be more hospitable. Yeah. It's a great practice for the holidays. And Sally, I don't know about you, but a lot of times when we have someone over to our house for dinner, if it's the end of the day or close to the end of the day and you and I have been parenting hard all day and we're really shot and don't have much energy, I often think, I don't really want to do this right now. Like I know we I know we set this up a long time ago and we were excited about it then and like theoretically I'm excited to spend time with this person but right. I'm just tired right now and I don't really want to do it. Yeah. But of course we always do it because we're not going to call that person and just be like, "Hey, I'm tired." Right. Reschedule. <laughs> the last minute. Yeah, so they come over and I can't think of a single instance in which retrospectively I've looked back and thought I really wish we didn't have the person over. I'm just so tired now. I mean, it's always worth it. I think it's right. like it's always worth it to spend time with people and be hospitable and have them over and open up your home to them. So, right. And I can honestly say that even as an introvert, if you've heard our episodes about introversion and extroversion or when we read the book um, Quiet, I revealed that I was an introvert. I I even get to some extent energized by having people over or at least I'm just really glad that we did it because you have this opportunity to connect with someone in a way that you don't get to connect with them on a regular basis and to invite them into your home and let them see you in all your full glory and craziness. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I love about you, Sally, is I can always like see your face light up when we're talking with somebody because you just, you connect so well with people on a personal level hmm. and I know you are an introvert and so oftentimes after that like you need hours to sort of <laughs> yeah, recharge like, the batteries don't talk to me for the next four hours but like in the moment you're <laughs> you're just so good at it and i think it's because you just you just let yourself be like i don't know this is it's going to sound like really new agey i was going to say like energized by like the aura of people around you and i don't i don't mean that but like just i think your interactions with people you're you're able to 
look at them as whole persons and interact with them very well because of that. So mm, I've always liked you. that. Thank you very much. Should we move to number two? Yes. <laughs> okay, number two. What's the second recommendation? Practice gratitude. Okay. How do we practice gratitude, Sally? What's a what's a practical way we can practice gratitude? Well, I think one way is just to thank people that we don't normally thank throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And that could be your family. It right. could be your spouse. It could be your children. It could be your extended family. It could be someone who comes to your house and does regular maintenance work or cleaning work and you don't normally thank them. And it doesn't have to be in a monetary way. Right. You could give them cookies. You could write them a note. Um, you could thank your delivery people because they often work a lot harder at the holidays mm-hmm. or the clerk at the shops that you go to. I yeah, think- one thing I I know you did last year and I thought it was a great idea and the girls loved it too is you put out a little Tupperware with some refreshing beverages and granola bars and snacks and stuff like that and just set it on our porch so that when delivery people came by or the postman, as you said, they could grab some refreshments as they went about their way and I, I'm sure they appreciated that as well. I mean, I, I know a lot of people put like cookies in the mailbox for the mailman to pick up too, and that's another great way, I think, to do that, so. Yeah, I think whatever works best for you. That was definitely not my idea, but I saw it on Instagram, and I was like, that's something we can do. We can yeah. keep stocked a basket of goodies throughout the holiday season. Something I love to do, and I should do it more, is really try to engage all of the people that I meet who are in some sort of services industry or um, like food industry in conversations. Like, you know, even just the clerk at the local grocery store when I'm checking out, ask them how their day is going. and Right, treating them as people right. instead of a kiosk. Right, and I <laughs> think that checkout. I think that can convey gratitude as well, that you're grateful to them for, for rendering you this service, filling your grocery bags or ringing up your order or whatever. For sure. And I've also heard people who like all the days – leading up to Thanksgiving or something, they try to think of one thing that they're grateful for. And I don't think that should replace thanking actual people in person or through a note because that's almost the harder thing to do. But I think it's also a really good practice to just every day try to think of something that you're thankful for. At first, it might seem hard if you've had a really bad day. But I think as you do it more, you get more used to noting the things that you can be grateful for. Well, it reminds me of gratitude journaling, which is a really good practice that I've used before to combat anxiety. But it's the idea is very simple. You take a journal and three or five things every day or one thing every day that you're going to write down what you're thankful for. You write those things down. You do that every day or a couple times a day. And then before you know it, you're realizing how awesome your life is relative to what it could be. And it is pretty powerful in dispelling anxiety. And if you realize that a person is involved in what you're grateful for, you're grateful for a person's involvement, then maybe take the extra step and tell them. Definitely, yeah. What you should never do, in my opinion, is while you're at the Thanksgiving table, go around (laughs) and have everyone say one thing that they're thankful for. That is just like my least favorite moment in the entire holiday season is the inevitable moment at which somebody at our Thanksgiving table when we're with extended family suggests how about we go around the room and everyone say one thing that they're thankful for? And you feel like everyone's just trying to one-up the other person? They are, totally, 100%, <laughs> yeah. Okay, three. So we've said, one, be more hospitable. Two, practice gratitude. Three. Oh, wait, and- actually, going back to that gratitude <laughs> point, there's also the person who, like, you're supposed to say one thing that you're thankful for. Oh, right. And then you have, like, you know, say, Uncle like, Joe five. who's like, well, I'm thankful for, and they proceed to list, like, 15 different things that they're thankful for, and you're like, that was not the directive. That was not the rule, yeah. If I could list 15 things, I wouldn't have just said turkey. So, okay. All right, number three. Okay, three, enjoy yourself. 
Oh, this is a huge one. This is very important. The this holidays is, are a time for feasting. This is a pet peeve of mine. And instead of restricting and worrying about diet culture and detoxing or preparing for your January detox or whatever it is, just get all of that, I'm sorry, crap out of your mind and just enjoy yourself. I, well, you know, you know how I feel about this and I feel about this mostly because you feel about this and have like opened my eyes on this, but like the whole diet culture thing and like people in my office are all about the ketogenic diet and these are like healthy normally proportioned people who don't have weight problems and things like that, but they're like doing the keto diet. I'm like, why are you guys doing this? And it's for like weight issues. I'm like, guys, what weight issues? Like you need to enjoy life and stop thinking that the best way to be yourself is to eat like two tablespoons of olive oil every day. Like that is disgusting and you should stop right now. Yeah. Like, have a piece of bread and smile. <laughs> And if you've heard our episode that we did with Kylie Mitchell a right. while ago about intuitive eating, I'm a big fan of intuitive eating and how it combats diet culture and diet mentalities. And I think that, that be, this would be a great time to practice that. Definitely. Yeah. I really don't like it when people like go on diets to prepare for the holiday season because they're anticipating like, oh, I'm going to have a couple candy canes, so I better diet for two weeks Or there's beforehand. just this scarcity mentality or, that like, oh, all the sugar is going to go away and then I'll never be able to have sugar again because- That's true too. It's, yeah. It's against the rules. Yeah. I guess it's like, you know, it's this is a no holds barred two weeks of holidays, so I'm just going to- Go crazy. Go crazy. And then after that, like I'm going to go crash diet and- Like the rest of America. Right. Yeah. Not healthy. That's not a healthy way to approach this. Like- it, it can be good to voluntarily abstain from certain things. We do that sometimes for reasons other than waistlines. Um, you know, abstain from foods that are good for you. We do it as a spiritual discipline, for example, Sally and I. Uh, but then there are seasons of feasting. And when you're in a season of feasting, you should feast indiscriminately and enjoy doing it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the point. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily only mean food. It could mean watching movies when you don't normally take the time to do that. Right. Or spending time with people that you don't get to enjoy regularly or playing more games or having more parties or going to more parties or just not being as productive as right. we normally think that we should be. Yeah. Take some time off from work. Exactly. Yeah. So enjoy yourself. Yes. Okay. So that's number three. So let's just recap here. One is be more hospitable. Two is practice gratitude. Three is enjoy yourself. Okay. Four, four. is rethink gift giving. And I think every year we try to do this. We try to figure out what's a better way to give gifts. Yeah, because... th there's this there's this very real tension, I think, that the American version of Christmas encourage us it encourages us to to wrestle with, or maybe no, it does. I guess it discourages us. What I'm saying is, the American version of Christmas is very materialized, and I think many, many, many people feel that and wrestle with that every year. And as Christmas rolls rolls around, they think, how can we be a little bit less materialist this year? And that's really a good question to ask yourself and it's something that I know my family did every year and I think most families do we do that too I think every year we've been married we've thought how can we how can we celebrate Christmas in a way that's not as materialist as maybe last year was and rethinking gift giving is a great way to do that it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do gift giving but it does maybe mean that maybe not everyone in the family needs to exchange 20 gifts with each other or maybe your kids don't need to be lavished with a thousand dollars worth of merchandise per kid you know yeah and take the temperature of your family maybe see if you want to do a um like a white elephant or oh, yeah, yeah. a secret santa right. or pollyanna whatever you call it one of those kinds of things where you're only giving to one person are you talking about extended family here or just oh yeah to yeah, like yeah. take the temperature of your extended right. family because right. sometimes that's the harder 
hard, harder group to implement changes amongst. Right. That's Because there's just more people. That's true. And everyone has their own expectations. And like, I mean, people are older and just more like entrenched in the right. way that it's always been done. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise. Like when we tell our four and two year old that we're doing Christmas a certain way, it's like. Yeah. They're you know, just doing it that way. Right. But yeah, have the conversation with your spouse if you're married and decide what what do we want our Christmas gift giving to look like this year and how do we want to help our kids or each other at least focus on what's really important to us during the holiday season. Yeah, like on one extreme obviously is like your entire bonus check goes towards Christmas gifts for your kids and your family. On the other extreme is I knew one family growing up who just didn't do gift exchanges at all. And I think there's value in gift exchanges. I I don't want to say that I'm coming across as like some anti-gift Scrooge here. There's We do gift exchanges every year and with our extended families and with our immediate family and we you know we give a good a good number a good healthy number of gifts to our kids so we're pro gifts but we just don't like gifts being the dominant narrative around the holidays so we encourage you to rethink gift giving right so two things at least that i've thought for our family one is i want to try to get the gift the gift buying done before advent begins yeah so spend that time instead of starting early and spending the whole season or starting late and spending all of December. I want to get that done early. And then well, the other thing is that you mentioned the other day. Yeah, I was going to say what your point there feeds right into this. And this actually kind of feeds into our fifth point, which I won't spoil quite yet. But I will say part of rethink gift giving, I think, is avoiding e-commerce. Or at least limiting it. Limiting e-commerce. Yeah. yeah. So you were just saying, Sally, that you want to get your gift giving done early so that it's not sort of disrupting advent right right well it's very easy to do that stuff early with amazon i know many people who sit i mean i've I've done this before like you sit on amazon you know it's uh i don't know october 13th and you're thinking you have your list of everyone in your family and extended family and friends who need christmas presents and you sit down at your computer on amazon for two hours on a saturday morning in october and you order all those gifts and get them all sent off or scheduled or whatever and then, boom, you're done your Christmas shopping for the year, and then you post a Facebook status about it, and, and everyone, you know, likes the status. Okay, so that is, like, the extreme version of gift-giving that uh, is, like, is, is this stage of capitalism, okay? So that's nice for you. <laughs> from It's nice from a utilitarian perspective. It frees up your time to do other things. But is that better than you going to a store, picking out something off the shelves, physically lifting it off, putting it in your cart, walking your cart to a clerk, showing gratitude to the clerk as the clerk rings up your purchase and bags your item, walking around and back to the car, driving back to your house, wrapping it up, maybe putting it in the mail or putting it under a tree, whatever. There's a lot more, I guess my point is, there's a lot more human effort and love as action that goes into the second gift than there is in the first gift. And I think people should do that more and more. That's only one reason. Uh, I think another reason is, is we get out and we get to see more people that way. You can practice gratitude. That's, a, that's another reason. Third is uh, we can support brick-and-mortar stores more this way, including and most especially the mom-and-pop stores. Like I don't really care about you supporting your local Target or Walmart versus Amazon.com, but I do care about you supporting your you know local boutique craftsmanship store or something like that so i think those things are really good to support and really good to do 
Now, I don't want to be coming across as like some anti-technology Luddite. No, we have bought I, so many gifts and we continue have, to buy so many and gifts And we online. will. And for, for many instances, those are just the best things that you can do. You know, you have friends who maybe live abroad in another country. It might be just be easier to send them something through e-commerce. You have friends who live far away. Same thing there. Maybe you have a very specific gift idea, but you can only get it online. You know, like there, there are plenty of exceptions, plenty of reasons why e-commerce can be a very good thing and can can help us be more united and give better gifts to friends and family. But I would just encourage you in Sallywood too to not be overly reliant on e-commerce and don't forget that there is another option. Yeah, so that's definitely a personal challenge for me because in my planning, I do tend to kind of just go to online because it's a lot easier to do from home. But if I start early enough, then maybe it would actually be just as easy to go out to a store and just as easy to go to the post office before the mad holiday rush of posting things. Right. So that's my hope. We'll see. <laughs> now, being proactive is very important on all these because the reason that I have been reliant on e-commerce in the past is because I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> and it just is like 11th hour, and then it, it comes to the point where I think it's a really good thing. I'm an Amazon Prime member because I get two-day <laughs> unlimited free Prime shipping. And then like I'm going through the things, you know, two days before your birthday, Sally. Sorry. And uh, I'm We've like, all oh, that's not Prime eligible. Well, that rules that out. <laughs> okay, next thing. What can get here in two days? So, right, right. Uh, I'm very guilty of this, uh, but I will try to do better. Yeah. If you guys have better. good ideas on how to rethink gift giving, let us know because we're still trying to figure that out too. If you have ideas for how to humanize the holidays, something in addition to our five recommendations or challenges, please let us know that as well. You can tell us by reaching out at VernacularPod on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, you can also go to our website, uh, vernacularpodcast.com, or email us, Zach and Sally, at vernacularpodcast.com. But before you do that, yes, there's number five. Oh, wait, did we? Oh. <laughs> oh our goodness. fifth thing is yeah, let's not... to be more mindful of your technology usage okay, so this, over the uh, holidays. That's why I was thinking, because we were yeah, talking about the e-commerce thing that. that is yeah. linked to technology. Okay, we had right. not spoiled the fifth one yet. All right, be conscious of your so this doesn't mean you have to put your phone away for the whole holiday season right, or anything, right. or you have to ban yourself from the computer. Definitely not. But just be more mindful of your technology usage. Be more mindful of when you're using it, how much. It's It just provides another opportunity, I think, to rethink that. It's always good to be mindful of, of your technology usage, but this is just another season of the year that, that yeah, just provides that opportunity to, to, to do it again. I have a concrete challenge for... Everyone who's listening oh, here. Oh, nice. Okay. So the concrete challenge is during the holiday season, which I'll define as the Wednesday before Thanksgiving through New Year's Day, that whenever you have a family dinner in your house, and for those who don't have families, that could be a like a, a social dinner with someone else, right? You're you're whenever you're communing over a meal with someone else, you deliberately set all of your phones to one side in a nice little pile or mm. corner of the counter, and so none of you will have your phones to look at while you're at the table. And you can just focus instead on each other's company. Yeah, that's a really good idea. That would be challenging. Um, I also think that you should celebrate the holiday season through the 12 days of Christmas, but that's another topic. Sally's a big 12 <laughs> days of Christmas evangelist over here. Yeah, big on the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> so not, She's also against listening to Christmas January music 1st. before Christmas, which is crazy. But I have a new convert to that. Advent music during Advent, Christmas music during Christmas. I'm a fan of Advent and Christmas music during Advent and Christmas music during Christmas. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Well, 
I already told you all the ways you can reach out to us and tell us what we missed right. before we got to the fifth. Yeah, give us more ideas. Um, sorry for my unhinged rants earlier in this episode. <laughs> I don't know what got into me tonight, but I'm fired up. Fired up about how to humanize the holidays. Okay, so Sally mentioned we're thinking about doing a series on how to humanize blank, and this could be the first of many. It also could be a standalone. But uh, if you liked it, least, let us know. We're going to be taking a break because we have a baby due That's right. anytime. Mm-hmm. And we Maybe probably tonight. won't yeah. be producing many podcasts in November and December. But we'll hopefully be back here and now. Here and then. Here and <laughs> now, yeah. Here and now. It's, a, it's like a song <laughs> Whatever or Whatever that phrase is. Now and then. We'll be back now hi. and then. Yep, to say hi. <laughs> Tune in. Uh, so if you have an idea how to humanize something, what can we humanize? Um, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Otherwise, we'll be back in January. Thanks so much for listening to Vernacular Podcast. For Vernacular, I'm Zach. And I'm Sally. Have a great holiday season. Feeling better than ever When I'm by your side